Hi everyone, this is Ash and Tim coming to you from Not Your Average Netizens. Uh, first of all, I want to apologize about the podcast being posted late. Um, and there are a couple more things I'm posting in the coming days that are a bit belated, but I hope you enjoy them. Um, to be honest, I've been swamped with, swamped with work lately, uh, which happens to all of us, but... Um, K-pop stops for no one, and especially when it seems like 2014 is determined to just stomp the crap out of K-pop fans before the year's over. So, um, the regular world has Ebola. We have the K-pop, K-pop clips, K-pop clips. I saw that word somewhere. I don't know how. Is it? It's K-pop clips, K-pop clips, something like that. Um, I think um, I saw that word coined somewhere, but I think that's it's pretty um, it's pretty appropriate. Um, so I'm just gonna go through um, some of the um, notable things that have happened this week, and um, also uh, talk about. Um, some big, um, semi big news from YG and um, how that kind of got spread around the internet and blown out of proportion. Um, uh, before I get to that, uh, I do want to uh, talk about the um, latest incident that happened in uh, Korea uh, not too long ago. A uh, ventilation window collapsed during um, uh, four minutes uh, performance, and uh, it was horrible, horrible accident. Um, Twenty-five spectators fell like three stories, and um, uh, this was something that was getting a lot of attention. Um, Getting some attention even in and um, Western media, um, they were uh, working. It was a, some kind of um, I don't know. It was some kind of yeah. It was a ventilation window. I'm trying. Was trying to look up the actual like what it. It, it was like. basically like a like a raised ventilation. For I, th- I want to say it was um, some sort of electrical thing. Mm-hmm. But it's it's essentially like the kind of grates you would see on the street that are like more than manhole covers. It's like an actual, you know, uh, if hot air, if steam was coming off of pipes or anything, that's what it would go up through. So they're they're not very sturdy. They're just kind of like thin grates of metal. 
and it was a really big one, a very, very large one that was not meant for people to stand on. Yeah, and apparently there were a lot of people that were standing on top of it and trying to get a good look at the concert, and that's when the tragedy happened. And I believe they said uh, 15 people were, um, 15 people died, something around Some, that number. Something like, I want to say something like 17 people fell or something like that. But uh, yeah. we lost a, we lost a lot of um, a lot of fans and a lot of people in general in that yeah. tragedy. Yeah, it was pretty horrible. And um, not too long after that, yesterday or the day before yesterday, they also um, apparently found someone that had been working on the stage or setting up this, working on setting up the stage. Um, and I guess the man that was responsible for his safety measures or um, whatnot was also found dead, and apparently it was a suicide. Um, so, I mean, that the whole thing is just horrible. Um, Kiana and Kaiyun um, have personally canceled their schedules following the festival accident, and like I said, it's been getting an actual been getting um, uh, because of the magnitude of the accident been getting quite a bit of press here but um, yeah I, I mean it's a pretty horrible thing I mean I, I, it reminds me of you know some of the things that have happened here but just basically because of you know bad things happening because people not following um, kind of the, the, the you know, safety hazards and that sort of thing, and um, and it, it's yeah, I mean, pretty this unfortunate. Was, yeah, this is one of those situations where there could have been. Uh, I mean, it's this ventilation grate. It's clearly like you're not supposed to stand on those things. Um, generally, I feel like most people know. And most people have a tendency to shy away from manholes and ventilation covers and things like that. But for whatever reason, and it's kind of a phenomenon, really, amongst just all concerts, people kind of forget about safety. Uh, that being said, it should have been... I mean, the concert... Uh, the people who ran the concert should have put safety measures up. I mean, they should have blocked that that part off. It was just open. Yeah. And people went to go stand on it. I mean, they wanted to get yeah. pictures of their favorite, you know, groups or whatever. And especially when Formanent went to perform, they're a big deal. They got a lot of fans, and those kids mm -hmm. wanted to get pictures. So they're gonna do what they got to do to get them. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately. Um you know, this whole thing led to the suicide of the man that was apparently working on the safety measures. Um, totally wasn't necessary for him to go kill himself. Um, but, you know, knowing the, the bit that I do about Korea's, you know, culture and you know the importance of um, honor and everything, um, it's not surprising to hear that that happened, but um, still unfortunate. Um, don't want to add any more numbers to the amount of people, you know, amount of people dead because of the accident, but... Yeah, um, it's an accident. It's a tragedy. We shouldn't... 
it's not worth it to place the blame on anybody and somebody already felt like the blame was all on him and he reacted to it so it's better for us to realize that it is a tragedy um, these things do happen accidents happen and sometimes it's not really the fault of anyone in particular you know sometimes you just gotta take it yeah exactly um, also following that um, a new report uh, by Star News has come out um, a detailed analysis by the National Institute of Scientific Investigation um, found out that the car accident um, that took the lives of two ladies uh, code members um, NB and Rise um, and left the rest um, very injured um, was not due to any defect in the car um, when the news of the accident first came out there was you know some talk about the wheel coming off and and um, you know some sort of like uh, physical I don't know something the car kind of coming apart but now um, they're looking at the the likelihood is more that the vehicle um, was just going way over the speed limit um, uh, they said that the car um, was probably going around uh, 81 miles per hour when the speed limit was closer to 62 um, and then of course we know it was raining um, it was dark it was nighttime and so all of that contributed to um, that unfortunate incident but yeah everyone Please, please, please um, be safe, wear your seatbelts, um, just use good judgment when you're driving. Um, you know, a car is still a machine, even though you probably feel like you've, you've been driving one forever. Um, these things do happen, and they happen a lot. Um, so, yeah, just be careful out there, please. Um, next thing, um, coming up is, I guess we had some comebacks this week. We had, um, VIX, we had Strawberry Milk, uh, which was the, um, subunit for Crayon Pop, um, the two um, twins, Choa and I cannot remember the other one's name. And Wei? is that her name? Wei? Um, probably. <laughs> I can't remember her name though. I just know that they're twins. Um, but yeah, when you get a chance, you need to watch the video. It's, it's. You probably hate it, <laughs> because, but um. I was gonna say, um, am I gonna hate it? I'm gonna watch it just to say that I watched it. Yeah, just to say you watched it. The song's pretty... It's all pretty orange. People kind of call it... Uh, it's pretty orange caramel-esque. So, um, but it's even cutesier. It's even cutesier than that, so... Yeah, I, I, I might skip it. I'm going to be real. <laughs> <laughs> it's even cutesier than that, so... Um, uh, I mean, I thought it was cute, and I enjoyed watching the MV, but it's definitely a long way from Epic High, um, who uh, also made a comeback recently, and um, 
Tim, I know you're a fan of Epic High, and um, um, you had some things to say about it before we even had the podcast about their um, uh, new MV and their new um, and their new uh, album and kind of their whole um, just kind of sound and 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 um, concept this time around. Right. Um, so, I, I love Epic High, um, and I understand why people had the worry about Epic High going to YG in the first place way back when Tablo first signed. Um, I, I get that. At the same time, like, the company that Epic High was on left Tablo to rot under the bus while he was getting heat from... Uh, uh, what is it, Taijin Yo? Whatever the, his anti-fan club that believed that he didn't go to Harvard and all this stuff. Like, mm-hmm. Wulam just left him to dry. Didn't care. Let him go and made him handle it on his own. YG, who had no affiliation aside from the fact that his wife, or Tablo's wife is on YG, stuck up for Tablo and helped him out. Um, to me, that means more than anything. Like, I, I, I don't know if people have ever been in the situation where you have somebody slandering you, because that's what happened. He was slandered. The idea of being slandered and whoever you work for, the people that can vouch for you, the people who should know, are basically like, oh, I don't know what's going on. I have no idea. I'm hands-off. That is so utterly disturbing. Um, Mm -hmm. The whole situation is just disturbing. Right. And one thing that people always bring up about YG is how good they are at covering up and how good they are at all this nonsense, right? And they kind of throw shade at them for it. But at the same time, they're doing what every other company should be doing, which is protect their artists. That's what you, your job is. Your job isn't to say, you know, oh, G-Dragon's a pothead in Korea. No, your job is to protect G-Dragon and say, we don't know, and it was an accident. That's it. That is your job. That is what your company should do to protect your artists. They should protect them, especially when they're breaking minor, minor laws, and especially, especially when they are innocent. That is so important to me. They threw him under the bus like he was guilty, and he was innocent. There's people out there that are protecting, like, people who beat girls. Those guys shouldn't be protected. If you smoke weed, that's legal in a bunch of places. Totally legal in a bunch (laughs) of places. It's not in Korea. It's punishable. I get it. But Mm -hmm. if you're going to protect anybody, it's those guys, right? Anyways, I digress. So they released their last album, or not the recent one, but the one before it, and everybody hated it. Everybody complained that YG was all over it, and that it wasn't even an epic high sound, even though Tablo said that he wanted to make something fun, he was feeling better, he was enjoying his life, and his music projected that. All of the songs were very fun, very upbeat, they had a good time, everybody clearly enjoyed it, um, but the fans hated it and believed it was all YG's fault, YG ruined it, all of that nonsense. So Epic High's next album comes, and YG purposely bans Epic High from the studio so that nobody can say that he had his influence on it. YG already said before that the one thing that he did was pick the title track for Epic High. He pushed to have the title track that had Bomb on it. But Mm -hmm. he made it clear that that was all he did, and that he had no actual part. But he didn't want the Epic High sound to be affected by um, having them in the studio, right? I understand that. So, Abakai's new song comes out. The first music video is um, Born Hater, and it has B.I. 
um, and Bobby from Icon, and Mino from Winner, which is all YG artists, instantly people jump on it and are like, oh, it's YG influence. As if, you know, I don't know, maybe Tablo can't like these guys. You know, Tablo has literally worked with BI for Show Me the Money, and Tablo yeah. watched Bobby on Show Me the Money. BI is getting a lot of crap from netizens um, for, I guess, being chosen to be part of this project, and people are kind of shouting, oh, favoritism, and, you know, going back to the fact that, um, you know, YG and G-Dragon had said that he reminded them of G-Dragon, so, you know, people are already all over it, you know, shouting, oh, you know, why does he get to be the one that, you know, is part of the part of the album and, you know, part of the, you, you know, the, the typical stuff, so. Right. But, I mean, the biggest thing that bothers me is from the jump, like, Epic High makes a song. It is so clearly Epic High. I mean, if you have not heard Born Hater and you want to know what Epic High used to sound like before the album that just passed, that's Epic High. They used to mm -hmm. do ciphers like that. Tablo used to go, go in on people. Um, he used to talk about subjects that people won't talk about or try to avoid, you know, and he did it very bluntly. He's got a bunch of English songs with MYK where he has a potty mouth and all that stuff. It's not new. This is not a new Epic High. This is literally the same old Epic High. The Cypher idea, 8x8. Like, if you've never heard 8x8, go listen to it. There's two parts. They love Cyphers. They've done so many of them. They've been a part of so many of them. Cyphers is what Tablo does. He likes that. He likes that idea. So, to sit there and say that this song was manufactured to make a YG, you know, push all these YG guys, or this isn't real, or, you know, this isn't what we wanted from Epic High. So what did you want last year or two years ago or whatever when that first album came out and it was not what you wanted, it wasn't real Epic High? You get real Epic High and you don't want that either, so what do you want? <laughs> I mean, this is basically just a case of what we see in K-pop all the time is you're not going to be able to please everyone. I mean, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. I mean, it's just it's just a case of people will never be happy, you know, regardless of what you do. I think the majority of Epic High's fans and, you know, people, even people that don't necessarily maybe are fans of Epic High, but most people that are listening to, you know, their songs seem to like the direction they're going in. Um, but unfortunately, I mean, like you said, when they first moved, made their first album since moving to YG, people were like, oh, you know, now they're moving to a more YG style, and then people were, you know, negative and, and you know, um, complaining about that. So, people will pretty much just complain about anything. Yeah, um, it's frustrating because they weren't at the studio. Um, they chose these people. If you want proof that YG didn't have his hand on it, look at how many people aren't from YG on these things. Tablo is going to work with YB. That's going to happen. Tablo went out of his way to work with YB before. He worked with him on his solo album that nobody had any part of. He wrote that. He had Bumkey teach everybody how he wanted those songs to sound, which means he handpicked YB because he could have just had Bumkey sing it. Bumkey mm -hmm. could have done that part um, easily, way better than YB even, and I love him. Um, <laughs> I mean, this, my issue is people have this concept, I feel, like Epic High is too good to be associated with YG or a label like YG, so they don't mm -hmm. want it. But you know, if we turn this around and, and one of the songs had like 
uh, before the blow-up had, like, Jessica or Tiffany on it, people would have been like, oh, man, that's so cool. How awesome is that? Really? Really? <laughs> I bet they would have if they had stayed on Woolum. Remember that they used to be, Epikai used to be on Woolum. Woolum got absorbed by SM. If Epikai was still on Woolum and couldn't get out of their contract and had a song with SSD, anybody from SSD, I bet you people would get hype. And people mm. would be so excited. And I bet that you could not convince me that that wasn't some organization of like SM saying, hey, you need to do a song with this artist. So it wouldn't matter what that sound it is. It would be what everybody more. complained about. That's, I, I just, and it's hypothetical, right? This is clearly hypothetical. You know, maybe, right. God, I would hope that people would realize, like, how ridiculous that even sounds. But my <laughs> yeah. point is, people are just complaining because it's YG. If they had produced that other album on their own, people would have just been like, oh, it's just not our favorite album, and that's it. That would yeah. be the end. It would just be the end. If they had produced it um, independently or if they had done it with Woolum, nobody would say, oh, Woolum made them do it. No way. There's no way. And then they go to YG and it's like, oh, it's all YG. YG's artists are all over it. God, it's just YG. They're, they're ruining everything. And it's like, just maybe that's what they wanted to do. Maybe the YG, I could see the idea that they went there and they were influenced by the people around them. But don't say that YG forced them to do something. Really? Are right. we really going to believe that Tablo is going to be a slave to anybody? I mean, if anything, I mean, you know, after what has happened with Tablo and all of the um, controversies, I mean, he's obviously someone that's not going to, I mean, I don't think you, you can definitely say that he's not someone that's going to feel pressure to, um, you know, stay, if he feels like he, I feel like if he felt like he was compromising his music or his vision in a way, he would just leave. Um, or he wouldn't make music. He would just refuse. Yeah. yeah. It, it's it's Tablo. Like, that's what bothers me. This is Tablo. We're not talking about, like, some pushover, your favorite rapper. We're talking about Tablo, who has gone from being on a label to being independent to going to a new label because he wanted to. Like, he, And then going to another new label because his old label didn't back him up. Like... It's not the first time that they've been on the label. It's not the first time that they've had upbeat songs. It's just the first time they had an entire upbeat album and people didn't like it. Maybe after making like literally the most emotional, saddest album of I, that I've heard in Korea in a long time, maybe Tablo didn't want to be sad anymore. Maybe yeah. he was happy that his life was looking up. Why is that such a hard concept? A lot of Epic High songs are very sad and they're... And it's not easy to just write sad things all the time, especially if you don't have anything to be sad about. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just, for me, it's it just seems like it's that kind of hipster mentality that, you know, I think Epic High, not to, to kind of put like a blanket uh, kind of, you know, opinion over all of their fans, but, you know, I mean, before they were with YG, they were known for being unique and and you know, independent, and, you know, so, of course, Even though they I mean, weren't. one of the big three, you know, it's like, oh, okay, well, they're joining forces with the man, and so, it's, there's just always going to be this kind of scrutiny on everything that they do, when really, they haven't changed, you know, moving to a big label hasn't really changed them much at all. Tim? 
Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just, I'm really, I'm really frustrated with that reception because I don't like that first album either. I just don't think that YG forced them to make it. Now, that doesn't change the fact that I don't like it, but I was not one of the people who were like, oh, I hate this song. The minute that song came on, I was like, oh, yes. And then once you get, like, literally it was Tablo Benzino, and I was like, I'm done. This song, like, I'm fine. This could be the whole song for me, and I'd be done. Just put Mithra's part, and then I get VJ, and I get Mino doing good, and I get Bobby doing super good, and the only part I don't like is B.I. being on the song. And even then, I'm like, well, you need somebody to be in the chorus. You needed a chorus. It would have been weird if it had just been everybody <laughs> rapping, and then, bam, you're gone. So I get it, you know, and I, I like the concept of the music video with the seven deadly sins and everything. Like, there, there's a story to it. It is them basically going after the people they should go after, which are people that hate on them for no reason. Mm. And then what do you get in all the comments? A bunch of people who just hate on them for no reason. Like, it's such <laughs> it's such poetic justice to me. Like, yeah, I mean, literally you, know, you guys are commenting and complaining about things that they are making fun of you for complaining about in the first place. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, especially Tablo seems like the type that he knows it's, you know, it's not going to be some, there's always going to be people out there. They're just not going to be happy with anything that they do regardless or just have something to say. Um, in addition to that, um, we now know also that they're going to do a music video for their song Spoiler and uh, YG's um, as yet... It's already out as of this point. Oh, it's already out? Okay. Have yes, you seen it? it? Yes, I did watch it. Okay, and um, uh, Kim Ji-soo, who is a member of YG's um, as yet unnamed... Um, the Kim Jenny Ilgen squad, yes. Yes. <laughs> um, as yet, unhewned girl group is in the video. There was some, you know, grumbling over that. Uh, how did you think she did? It's fine. Her part's fine. Yeah. She doesn't do anything. Like, <laughs> this is another one of those situations, right, where people are just looking for something to nitpick. The point of the music video was to have a pretty girl who is playing the romantic interest in the music video, right? So they pick somebody from their own label and put her in the music video. Who cares? Who cares? Why does it matter? Why? Why is that a big deal? If they had used anybody else, would you complain? No. But they used somebody from YG, so it's a big deal. It's not a big deal. Who cares? She's not important. She's just there to be pretty. And she's not super gorgeous. I guess you could complain that she's not super gorgeous. Okay, fine. They've, But they've used not super gorgeous girls before. Why is that? It's another one of those situations where you're just nitpicking because, oh, they're on YG. Okay, well, you know what? Yes, they are on YG. So they should use a girl from YG because it's probably cheaper. Yes, but they're using someone from the Ilgen squad. So that, that right. automatically it, 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 just brings out the, you know, crazy people just, you know, ready to just... Saying that they're trying to promote and all that stuff. And I see that. And you know what? I will even, I will even co-sign and believe that part of it was, yes, I want to uh, promote the, this girl before she's even out. You know, I want to generate buzz. It's the same reason... In my opinion, the Kim Jenny was in um, GD's music video. Mm -hmm. uh, the same reason he did a song with her and everything. At the mm -hmm. same time, why not do that? At the same time, 
Um, Fiscally, SM it makes sense. That with Red Velvet. <laughs> SM just yeah. did that with Red Velvet and that that weak rapper from SM. Like <laughs> they just did that, and he got less heat. Everybody was just like, "Oh, his his parts bad, and this song shouldn't have a rap." And that's it. This girl didn't even talk. She's just there being a girl and people went after her it's i think fairly people hold people simultaneously hold yg to this kind of higher level but at the same time they don't want to you know they're like you know well it you know it at the same time people are like oh well you know yg you know obviously has more you know this is you know some people's opinion has more respect for the artist and they have you know, they're more um, concerned about their music and um, their artists, and 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 but at the same time, they're like, oh, but they're you know they're still idols. You know, they're just you know, full of themselves. They just want to be you know different or make themselves different. But they're no better than SM or you know, JYP or whoever. So, I mean, you have that whole kind of you know dual. You know, kind of um, battle going on there, which is it's kind of unfair to YG. I mean, they, they're, they, you know, they're admittedly not trying to be something that they're not. I think as far as being an idol group, uh, idol, you know, prom pr um, promoting idol groups and creating idol groups, I do think that they do tend to have artists. With a bit more substance than, say, SM. That's just my personal opinion. But you know, at the end of the day, um, it's. I mean, it's all about what you prefer. I mean, and one thing with the. I mean, some people have kicked the JYP out of the big three, but I'll still put them in there because. No, they're still they're still the big three. Q yeah. is still not better than them, and that's probably the next one running. So. Yeah, I mean, I I think they're all this. They all have kind of a. I mean, they they all have kind of have a, a kind of a distinctive thing, that makes you know people kind of be like, oh well, you know, I would rather be in JYP or I would rather be in SM or YG. You know, there's mu certain music, certain style. That they're known for. So, um, with YG, um, you know, like with the girl group, you know, people are probably expecting them to not. I mean, they could come out looking. I mean, not that they have to be like a mini twenty one, but people are not coming. You know, expecting them to come out looking like a pink. In any sense of the word, right? So, this, I mean, and and this is this is the thing for me. I am a fan of YG. I enjoy the way that they run their business. I enjoy the music that they make because it fits me more. But what people forget, and this is what bothers me, is like people are stuck in this idea that um, you know, Epic High went to to YG and changed into this YG sound, and uh, and you get this thing all the time. What is this YG sound? What is it? Because Lee High is on YG and she doesn't sound like Two Anyone or Big Bang. Uh, Seven is on YG and he doesn't sound like Big Bang or Two Anyone. Epic High is now on YG. They don't sound like Two Anyone or Big Bang. And I guess you could argue that a couple of their songs from their last album did. Okay, fine. What about Act On Musician? Please point yeah. out the song that sounds like anything that's YG. 
Exactly. Please, I'm begging you. And then Winner? Winner doesn't sound like Big Bang either. They don't sound like anything from YG. They, I mean, I guess because they have a real rapper? Is that why they sound like somebody from YG? <laughs> I don't understand. It's just, they sound like if Big Bang only made Blue, and that was, like, it. Like, that's yeah. the only song that they made. Yeah. And then Winner was like, oh, that's where we sprung from. Like, it's just, I can see why people are saying that Icon sounds like Big Bang. Like, what what they want Icon to be is the replacement for Big Bang. I yeah, see that's that. what I was about to I, say. I think they want them to be more in that vein. Right, and that's fine. And then for the girl group, they're not supposed to be anything like YG either because they're supposed to have a cuter image and they're supposed to be known for their looks, not just their their talent like the rest of the YG groups, right? So it's like I don't I don't understand because I'm not saying they're perfect because I don't mm. think they are. I don't think YG is perfect. I think they make a lot of mistakes. I think we've all seen it, and I have no problem admitting they make a lot of mistakes. There's a lot of dumb people there too. Uh, <laughs> but... They clearly try to let their artists do something, and then people get upset when people jump in. Um, but then, if they don't jump in, they still harp them. So it's like, so what do you want? So, so this new Epic High isn't good enough for you? Well, what Epic High are you comparing it to? Because it sounds just like old Epic High that everybody wants. Well, the thing is, is that it, it's 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 going to be the same thing. I mean, you know, Epic High releases, you know their new stuff now, um, let's say next year they release something else, it's going to be the same, same reactions, the same, you know, everything. I mean, one thing about <laughs> K-Netizens is that they're really, really, um, I mean, you can pre predictable, and so, I mean, it's just, you know, you're not going to be able to, you know, some there's a small segment you're not going to be able to make them happy, um, yeah. and they're going to be looking for something um, to to nitpick about. Um, like I said, with Epic High, they kind of went from you know that whole tableau scandal, and and then going from being you know pretty independent and and, and unique. Um, to being at a big label, and you know that doesn't not that that you know. Um, affects their, you know, uniqueness at all, but, you know, people were kind of scared, and then the, the, the songs came out, and that people were, you know, kind of, you know, gnashing their teeth, and you're like, this doesn't sound like Epic High, but, you know, I mean, as a group, I mean, Tablo, I mean, as far as his sound, I mean, it's, it's his group, I mean, they're part of the group, they have every right to, to, um, to do whatever sound, they feel like, or, you know, to, to test out, you know, whatever, you know, any different sounds that they like. They don't always have to, you know, sound a certain way. Um, yeah, that, that's mean, where I'm at. I just, they don't have to sound the way you want them to sound, so chill out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, also, uh, YG has been... Uh, they have been getting a lot of the publicity as of late. Um, the other big thing that happened uh, this past week um, kind of came about. It was kind of like um, a domino effect. And really, it was a lot of 
um, complaining and worrying and fussing and bitching over nothing. But considering what's happened in K-pop over the last uh, couple of months or so, people were I mean, so on edge. Um, a lot of the young fans were so on edge. They just thought, you know, it, it, I mean, this is just how you know on edge people were. I mean, you've got just to kind of recap, you've got FX. Sully goes on hiatus, um, so they've got four of them now. Um, essentially, four-person group with FX. Um, then you've got kind of the biggest situation with Girls' Generation, the biggest female pop act in K-pop, and a member basically getting kicked out. And then you've got EXO. Um, EXO, um, not EXO-K, um, the Chinese um, unit, which is EXO-M, uh, having already lost one member, Chris, and now looking to lose another member, um, Luhan, who is suing them with the uh, same lawyer that Chris did, um, suing SM uh, for um, basically running him into the ground uh, and basically um, not looking out for his best interest. And then we have In Black. Um, who already has Thunder, and uh, one of the other members has already said they're basically um, withdrawing from the group. And um, June is the first member that said he's leaving. Okay, okay, him and Thunder, and basically the rest of them talking about going to the army. So the group's basically going to be, you know, disbanded for all intents and purposes pretty soon. Um, and so, after all of that, then we have, um, 21 who's had their own little kind of, um, scandal with bomb and the drugs and people still mentioning, you know, I mean, poor, you know, I, I feel sorry for her because, you know, people, you know, still act like she shouldn't leave the house. Um, even though she's been, you know, joining the girls, she's been with them their entire um, All or Nothing tour, which is now over. But um, while they were um, performing all through Asia, um, she was with them. Um, so uh, around Thursday, um, U.S. time or so, um, we find out, oh, well... CL is going to officially make her debut in America next spring. Um, she, nobody, people were surprised and yet not surprised. CL has been one of uh, the 21 members. We've definitely seen her. Um, she's definitely, we've seen her in America a lot. She's been networking. Um, she knows quite a few people, met quite a few people in the industry. Um, if you look at her Instagram photos and things, she's met a lot of people, hung out with a lot of people. Um, she's already, um, we already know she's going to be represented by Scooter um, Brown, who um, 
represents Cy, represents Justin Bieber, um, Ariana Grande, and um, uh, and as far as Twenty One, uh, any of them, you know, making uh, you know any American advancement, it kind of makes sense for CL being the only one, even though people were. Uh, kind of mixed about this because they, number one, you know, there was the typical argument that, you know, well, um, you know, YCL, um, and then the second argument that, well, if CL's going to debut in America, I guess 21's dead. Um, and this wasn't really, this kind of wasn't a huge thing, but. Um, what added fuel to the fire is a small thing. Um, Lindsay uh, removed um, the 21 tag from her Twitter profile, which is like the smallest, like insignificant thing ever. But since people were already, you know, hyper into the 21 news, people were like, oh, well. You know what's going on here? Oh well, they're going to break up. Uh, you know, Minzy obviously isn't a fan of this, and da -da -da -da. so basically, it was all around. They're going to break up. You know, people blaming Park Bomb for trashing Twenty image all over again because Bomb is always <laughs> is always always um, blamed. Um, essentially, the Tony went. The Tinuan tech got put back, and YG even um, released a statement, um, which he didn't have to do. Um, but um, you know, he released a statement afterward, uh, basically saying, um, "Is the artist himself or herself who controls his or her own SNS activities? And since the company does not control the artist's SNS activities, we want to tell you they are." that we are very careful in telling you anything. We want to tell you that the timing of the announcement of CL's American debut and the timing of Minzy changing her Instagram ID coincided. There's no special deeper meaning to what happened. Moreover, 21 has a schedule right out tomorrow. Um, and what also didn't help was the news about the girl group coming out and the, uh, I think YG was saying spring. He he wants the, the yeah, right. girl group to come out. You know, this is this is the timetable he's given. I mean, yeah. So two years <laughs> from now. Two years from now. Is. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. Uh, um, one thing, a couple of things I wanted to talk about, and with that, um, because I, I follow this CL thing, and um, you know, I've been waiting for who's the next person that's going to try and make the jump over here, and I think. CL will be an interesting case um, to follow, but first of all, the whole like 21 hype and just like uh, complete like just people running around with their heads cut off. I mean, that whole thing was just the most the most being done over like nothing I've never seen in my life. I mean, I can understand why people were were you know nervous, but at the same time. I mean, even before Minzy removed that tag or whatever, people were already just like, "All right, that's the end of 21." This and is the the um, the thing that I see 
and it is the most frustrating thing for me because I like Two Anyone a lot. They're the probably like one of like four girl groups that I genuinely go out of my way to care about. So this phenomenon that exists in Blackjacks where they feel as though their group is a redheaded stepchild absolutely blows my mind because there's only one redheaded stepchild in K-pop that's popular and their name is FX and if you want to see how they're treated <laughs> like a redheaded stepchild go be an FX fan and then try to tell me you have it bad as a 2anyone fan because you are full of it just crazy <laughs> full of it and um and there's a bunch of people that have argued uh, even on Amona there's been people who have argued with me so I'm going to go through it again because I'll <laughs> do it every single time and every time I want somebody to explain to me how to anyone has not gotten to do anything to anyone's first album was released 2010 okay they waited four years to do crush their next full album in the middle of that time there's four years 2010 2014 they released the collection album in Japan 2012 they also released the Japanese edition of crush which came afterwards fine okay they also went on uh, three world tours in the same period. <laughs> in 2011, they released Lonely, they released I Am The Best, they released Hate You, they released Ugly. In 2012, they only released I Love You. In um, 2013, they released Falling In Love, they released Do You Love Me, and they released Missing You. When did they not have time to do... When, when were they not working? Please, somebody <laughs> tell me. They released... Scream in Japan in 2012 as well. When did they not work? When? I, this, there is this incredible phenomenon, and it only exists with blackjacks, that believe that YG cared more about Big Bang, and he never paid attention to, um, to anyone, and they never did anything. But they released a bunch of stuff the whole time. The whole time, they were still working. They went on world tours. Where do you really think the money is? I'm, I mean, this is a genuine question. Do you, and this goes out to everybody, do you honestly believe them promoting on music shows is how they make their money? It's not. They pay. I think a lot, they of, people, they, I think a lot of people believe that. Um, it's mind-blowing because we've they've released statements that nobody makes money on those shows. They pay money to be on that show. Those shows make money. The people on the show, they, they don't necessarily the make money. So that they get noticed, so they can get right, deals, promote. you know, for CFs and, and, and deals and, and invitations to perform. And, and, right. right, but the clean money, and this is, this is the whole reason that people world tour, the clean, clean money is world tours. It is releasing oh. albums and releasing singles and things like that, especially in Korea, releasing singles is almost more popular. Um, people love singles and album sales have always been dropping they've been dropping as long as I've been in K-pop basically album sales have dropped while single sales have gone up because di the digital age allows single sales to be a lot easier it's a lot easier to be like I don't really like this song I'll just get this one and this one and this one bam and you're good but the concerts are people who have to pay money to come and see you and those ticket prices are expensive. The goods they sell in those concerts are mind-blowingly expensive, especially in Japan where they hike up the prices even worse, and people still buy it. When I went, they were selling those little light sticks. I went to the Big Bang concert in L.A. They were selling those little light sticks. Those things were like 50 bucks a piece, and they sold out. 
crazy. The whole venue sold out of them. 50 bucks a piece or something. Or like 45. Something like that. Super expensive. I bought one. You know why? I don't know. I was just in the heat of the moment and I wanted one. <laughs> but that's what happens. That's like you know that it's a plastic little thing. That thing probably costs at most 10 bucks. Maybe. So yeah. I'm talking about Five. just profit here. This is this group is here to make money. They're here to make music, but they are also here to make money. It doesn't matter how great of an artist you are, if you can't make enough money to sustain yourself, and especially in Korea where you need to do more than just to sustain yourself, then you're going to be going away. To anyone has never been treated like a redheaded stepchild. To anyone maybe hasn't gotten as much attention as everybody wants them to, but that's because people are greedy. To anyone went and released like literally the best album of the year. If everybody can debate whatever, Crush is a great album. I'm sorry, yeah. it, I haven't heard anything better yet. The only thing for me that gets close to that is like maybe Epic High's album. Like that's it. And I mean, I would argue that I like Taeyang's album, you know, as much if not more. But I also don't think it's as strong as Crush. I think Crush is a stronger album. Right. Um, it has a way different sound. They have a unique feel, but everything feels like to anyone, and that's something that you don't get a lot. And the ballads on that album are mind-blowingly spectacular for a bunch of people who can't vocal like Ailey or anybody like that. You know, they right. they just they did really well with what they had, and the there's meaning, there's feeling in it. It's passionate, like it's so good. Yeah, I mean, it's the best. So don't complain. Album in. So long. I mean, compared to what we usually get, which is a lot of filler. Um... And they fought. Like, that's that's what people have the issue about, is um, people keep going back to this whole, like, oh, well, they had to fight to get these songs on it, and it caused a lot of drama and all this stuff, and, you know, there's a lot of rumors, and people credit rumors like they're fact, and there's all this. Uh, we do know for a fact that they fought to make their album the way it is. That's fine. You should. Why be... Uh, Taeyang did it too, and he fought four years exactly to get his album to come out the way he wanted it to, and it's not even the way he completely wants it. Yeah. So, I get it. They fought, but they got an album closer to what they wanted. And then they got to go on a big old world tour that sold out. Like, I, I, it's just frustrating because people, especially especially when you talk about world tours, the only time that you see people who are really upset, especially like on the West is when a group will disappear to go on a tour and they won't make any stops in like the West. And that's when people right. are like, Oh my God, they've been gone for so long. They need to come back. Where are they? It's like, they're out there making money on a tour. Like you want them to come back and be exhausted. Be reasonable. Be reasonable. <laughs> it's, it's frustrating to me. And it's really frustrating because, um, I like to anyone so much, and I do not think that there is any death bells tolling for them yet, unless they can't recover from this bomb thing. Um, and I think they'll be fine. Uh, people are, you know, and you kind of even said it, but you know, people go to blame bomb or bomb's defense or whatever. Mm -hmm. it, at the end of the day, it is the scandal with bomb that has put YG in this bad spot. And if you believe it is anything else, why? What what has caused that belief? Because I don't see any reason to believe anything else. Do you really think to anyone would break up because CL is going to have a solo debut in in America? Come on, really, <laughs> really. I mean, I think like you said with the blackjacks, there is kind of a, a sense of feeling sorry for oneself. I won't I won't disagree that maybe YG 
there have been moments where he's dropped the ball with them um, as far as promoting them in, in certain aspects of their career over the years. But overall, I mean, I, you know, people would, I don't think people would hesitate to call them, you know, the second most, you know, popular girl group, you know, in Korea after Girls' Generation. I mean, long way down to number two, but still, I mean, they're one of the <laughs> few girl groups. I mean, I don't think anyone else other than 21 and Girls' Generation can get away with doing a stadium tour, any girl groups, honestly, and, you know, making money and being able to to draw that kind of audience. So being in American commercials and having your yeah. music in American commercials and being a part of Fashion Week with people and having your face everywhere, being a muse for uh, uh, you know, very well respected for whatever reason, I don't understand. Uh, fashion designer. Um, there's they're just I understand. What people want is more to anyone on their TV, and I get that. But there are groups that only come back once a year, and that's it, and that's all we get from them. I don't think there is inherently anything wrong with that, especially if you consider Western media, where people hiatus off albums like for oh, yeah. years. How long did we wait for freaking Justin Timberlake? And that yeah. was his own choice. He just didn't want it. He, he wasn't ready. You know, he, he needs like... He needs a lot of time to make something magic, but oh, yeah. I mean that's like, just the whole case. Of, pitchfork his label. It's yeah. just it's frustrating to me. Well, that's it's, the whole pace of K-pop. A lot of people. I mean, there's so many albums and many albums and songs, and there's so little space of time between them because a lot of the acts can't afford to to wait a year, unfortunately. Right, um, and at the beginning you shouldn't. I be, I firmly believe. At the beginning of your career, career, as you're going to establish yourself, you don't you don't have the time to just chill. You just don't. Um, Got Seven is probably the next like big, supposed big group that's moving. You know, they're building themselves up because they haven't won yet. They have a lot of um, they have a lot of heat because they're from JYP, but they haven't won yet. They haven't really done anything spectacular. Look at how busy they are. They went promotion, promotion, promotion. They have a tour now. They're grinding to make it to anyone one from the bat they were huge from the bat and yeah. they still worked hard at the beginning they got a they did a bunch of stuff you know they were around a lot but they've come to the point where they realize that they have made it they don't have to keep coming back as much and it's hard like people have this urge for their uh, artists to be healthy and to be safe and all this stuff but then if their artist is gone for like six months people freak out but you don't know exactly what they're doing. Most artists don't really stop promoting. They have to go and perform at small shows, at small venues. They're still doing stuff. Nine Muses has is still actively promoting mm -hmm. their freaking song from like December. They're still like, or not December, whatever. Whenever that song came out, um, with all their red outfits, they promoted through Sarah leaving and all the girls leaving. They still had to do that stuff. And obviously, they don't have as many schedules. You know, you're you're talking about like a performance a day, probably or something. But the issue is that they're still doing things. They're still busy. So when you say, "I want this group to come back twice a year," you're talking about in complete like complete swing promotions. That's diets, 
being on music shows, there's multiple music shows, you know, there's like four now or whatever. So that's yeah. four shows a week, and they normally promote for more than a month. So that's four shows a week for more than a month. And then you're surprised when these, these people are falling over because they always have other schedules, too, that they're doing between that. I right. Mean, I mean, we've... You know, what do you we had the news just recently. Crystal of FX recently fainted, like right after a performance. Um, speaking right. of FX, I mean, it, you know, especially after a, you know the ladies' code incident and, and and some other things, people have been paying a little more attention lately to, and um, uh, also EXO to you know the plight of of idols, so to right. speak, and. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, like, uh, another group that doesn't get as much heat and you don't see people pitchforking their label is Miss A. Miss A leaves oh, yeah. now between their promotions, essentially. I mean, I've seen a little bit of people like, you know, JYP, when is Miss A going to come back? Blah, blah, blah. Right, but, but they're yeah, nice. They're nice about it. Like, yeah. to anyone when, like, to anyone who would release a single and people would be like, where's our album? Like, that, it's just, I get it. You want more music, and I appreciate that. I am sure that they appreciate that, too. It is incredibly frustrating that instead of being happy that you got something, your instant reaction is to be like, I want this. I wait. I My person in K-pop that I care the most about watching and the music I want the most is YB. I want solo Taeyang. I don't, I, I, it's not that I dislike Big Bang, it's just I want solo Taeyang. I had to wait through a GD Top album, through an, <laughs> another GD album, through a Sungri album, to get an album that I knew was already done. That's so frustrating. And I realized that the To Anyone fans did it too, but I didn't freak out. I didn't throw a fit. I didn't even get singles between that time. You got full singles of what you wanted. I didn't. I got Ringalinga finally right before <laughs> the album came out. That's, that's what I got. Thing. I think it's interesting when you look at I know some a lot of people are both VIPs and blackjacks, but a thing is the difference between between VIPs and blackjacks is with Big Bang also they're also very established. Um you know, depending on who you ask, you know, the biggest boy group in Korea, um, or one of the biggest, most definitely. But um, they definitely, I mean, they they definitely don't. Their schedule is definitely a lot more lax. I mean, they they're established. They've made it. Um, they don't release stuff all of the time. I mean, it's been a long time. When was the last time they did their um, what, what was it when they were performing at the Asian Games or something, and they were singing "Fantastic Baby," and people were like, "Oh my gosh, you know, if I hear that song one more time." But um, you know, they're taking their time. Uh, Top recently said that they are working on a new album, and you know, VIPs are usually pretty, uh, you know, satisfied. I mean, to sit through any solo. Any solo albums, um, you know, any solo work, and and wait for you know Big Bang material to come out. I mean, you know, there's no rush. Right. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. I 
I guess, you know, with girl groups, there's a lot less certainty around them in general. I guess I, I get it, you know, the, the um, idol groups, the girls tend to have it a lot more difficult than guys, and, you know, they tend to have to work twice as hard to, you know, maintain a level of relevancy and fans and, and, and whatnot, and so, you know, people are afraid, you know, they're going to drop off the map, but I don't think, you know, <laughs> I think, you know, Blackjacks, like, I, like you said, they, they, they've made it. Anyone's not going to drop off the map unless they actually do just decide, okay, we're done. Um, same thing with, you know, Girls Generation, um, you know, Jessica's gone, but that's not going to stop them, their you right. know, SM from, you know, having them make albums, make songs, um, that's not going to stop people from going to see them. Some, maybe there's going to be a fraction of people there are going to stop seeing them because of Jessica, but um, it's not going to be enough to hit them, you know, that hard in the long run. So. Yeah, it's it just it's just a pet peeve of mine, and it always has been because I would pretty much consider myself a blackjack, and I think it behooves us to just enjoy the fact that every time we get something from from to anyone, it's great. Like, it's not like we wait for a year and get like some garbage single. It's not yeah. really what happens to us. It really doesn't. I mean, we get we pretty much get bangers all the time. At least something worth listening to. And then we'll get like a fun music video, and then we'll get to see the girls doing stuff all of the time. Like, I mean, if it's just there, there are so many groups that have it worse than us. Why are we complaining when YG is still giving them the attention that they should be getting? It's I think. Part of the reason that To Anyone blows up every single time they come back is because people have this, like, incredible, fiery desire to see them. Um, and I think if, if, if you agree, I mean, people joke about YG and, and the way that he does scheduling and stuff. But, I mean, to say something, I, I do think he does realize that, you know, especially with, with To Anyone, that... You know, it's one of those situations that, you know, when they come back, they really come back. It's an event. Right. It's the thing. You know, with the All or Nothing tour and people were, um, and I think the commercial that came with that and, and right before Crush came out, people were like, what's going on? Is this All or Nothing? Is this the end? You know, the, the whole commercial and people were seriously taking it to heart. But that was kind of the point. You know, they wanted people to be anticipating you know, right. what was coming out next. And, I mean, it's just all, it's all in the marketing. It's yeah, all and I think people are mostly scared of the idea that To Anyone might disband after only releasing, like, two albums. Um, and I just, I, I just don't believe that that's going to be a thing. I could, it could be egg on my face, you know, in a year's time we could find out. And, you know, if CL blows up in America for whatever reason and people really latch on to her, it's going to be hard to get her back. Yeah. Um, I think people do realize that. Um, but it's just, you're talking about a group that blew up from day one. And they've still been at the grind more than groups that haven't necessarily blown up. Um, you know, like I said, 
and the comparison I always come back to is FX. That is the group that everybody complains about getting treated like a redheaded stepchild. They don't even have a fan club name. Um, they uh, they have more albums, I guess, you know, and that could be your argument, I guess. They have three. Okay, fine. But also in that time, we got what? Let's okay. Let's do their four years, right? In 2010, they released Nuabo or whatever. 2011, they did uh, Pinocchio and Hot Summer. 2012, they did Electric Shock. 2013, they did uh, Rum Pum Pum. 2014, they did Red Light. They have promoted a song a year, and they're proven to, to be popular. They right. proven to be popular. They win on music shows. But and that is the group that gets treated like a redheaded stepchild. Yeah. They win. They're popular, and they still don't get to do anything. Yeah. They're out there. And they act. I get it. You know, you get to see them in Korean media, and that's what really gets people, right, is um, YG doesn't really do the media thing as much. Okay, fine. If, you, if that's what you want to bring up, then I guess. Sure. Well, you know, they did try that with uh, Bomb and the roommates thing, and then that kind right. of blew up in their face, so... <laughs> I have a feeling they're not going to do that again for a while. Right, they've always been about making their own shows. Like, we got 2Anyone to TV twice, you know. Um, but well, I just honestly, don't think... I think was was a better deal than just having them show up on Variety Show. And, you know, I've, I remember a couple of times I've seen 2Anyone on, like, um, John Carr and some yeah. other stuff. And they're not the most skilled at Variety. They come off a little... Um, a little uncomfortable with the whole thing, other than maybe Dara is a little more comfortable with it. So I think something like the 21 TV, where they were just filming themselves and, and each other, were a lot more natural in front of the camera, just fit them, you know, better. better. Yeah. yeah, and the other thing, too, that's worth bringing up is, like, you have... Um you, like, Minzy was on a show, and she got to have her mom there and stuff. Like, she's, they've, they do stuff. Like, it's, uh, that's just the thing that bothers me, is when I read these people's comments, it's basically people like, oh, no, he puts them in the dungeon and doesn't let them do anything. Like, he doesn't put them in the dungeon, dude. They're out there working. You just, you just aren't going to their tours or whatever, and I get it. You want to go to their tours. You want to see their stuff. You want to see them on your TV. I understand. But there's people who have it way worse than you. Like, and they're out there struggling, waiting for stuff to happen. We're living the gravy train of a life as a blackjack. We get to anyone all of the time. They go on tours. They've con you know, gone to the West. They've gone all over the world. Like, Well, all over the East, I should say. A lot of East stuff. But they're out there. They do stuff. They give a lot of people opportunity to see them live. And I think that they are... Uh, they, I think they, they are a concert band, and I think it's hard for people to imagine that, but I just think that their performances, like if you watch their fan cams and stuff, I just feel like they were meant to stand on a stage where it's everybody about them. Yeah, not, they are. I mean, they like are. Three and they're like the only girl group, I think, that is really visual like that. Yeah. Um, and they really do benefit from having, from being able to perform, because that's part of how they shine as a group is 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 how they perform on stage. Um, yeah, the, to the, the hard and fast of it is YG prefers tours where he can control everything and 
you know, he can make it all about his artist. That's what he clearly likes to do. He enjoys tours. Big Bang got tours. To anyone got tours. The YG family tours that are going on right now. Um, it's what he likes to do. Clearly, the the family or the tour thing is where he shines. It is where his groups shine because they a lot of his groups are that way. Big Bang is the same for me. I enjoy seeing them on stage and everything, and they they put on good shows, but they're they shine in between the moments of their songs where they get to talk to the crowd and interact with the crowd. And when they are performing, they have a very good knowledge of the entire stage that they deal with and they always own it. It's never like, oh, there's this extra little tidbit on the stage and they're going to move to it um, during the hook, uh, the yeah. last hook. And then they're going to end the song at the front of the stage and then they're going to go back and reset. That a lot of groups do. Sister is notorious for doing that. They do it so much. It's so frustrating to yeah. watch Yeah, I mean, but really that's like all the, most of the groups, right? I mean, right. choreographed That's just the one that I can think of is, is that one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, choreographed to the T. Nothing against Sister. I love Sister, for the record. <laughs> just, they no, do I it mean, a lot. It's, 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 it's a K-pop thing, you know? I mean, right. that's part of the, the whole, you know, thing is to be very on-point, choreographed, you know, don't deviate from the whole thing. YG's, you know, that's part of, if his thing is to have groups that are more natural and stage, you know, don't um, focus as much on choreography, um, or more about interacting with the audience. And, um, I mean, that's one of the reasons why tuning when I think blew up so um, rapidly was because they were really, like, the first girl group to, like, really do that. Um, I mean, you know, obviously being kind of a female version of Big Bang, but there was no other girl group really doing that, you know, kind of having that individuality and, and you know, kind of naturalness out there on right. stage. And I would also lastly like to point out <laughs> that, um, um, and this is just to further the stepchild thing that bothers me, <laughs> to anyone, and FX have basically been around the same amount of time they debuted in the same year. That's true. To anyone has 34 music videos. 34. FX wow. has 12. Wow. Really? Yes, I was at least at FX that has yeah. many. Wow. 12. <laughs> That's it. To anyone has more music videos. And it's, some of them are just alternate, whatever. Fine. They still have more music videos than Big Bang. Wow, they have more than Big Bang. More than, if you count just their, you know, them as a unit. Okay. So, uh, no, obviously, um, not including all the music videos that GD and all them have for their solo stuff, they have more. Yeah. They have a ton of stuff. We got a ton of stuff. And I'm not saying that like, oh, it's over, this is a swan song. It's not. I don't think to anyone's done. Um, but do remember, we have gotten a ton with them. We've had a very, very nice run. Um, I can't find the number of music videos that Big Bang had, so maybe it's egg on my face, but I'm pretty sure they have 30 or something like that. So it's yeah. super close, I think. Yeah, something close um, to it. Something close to it. Yeah. I, I, wow, but I did not know that fact about FX. I guess I never really thought about it. I mean, I guess because for me, K-pop idols, it seems like they're coming out with an MV every other day, so you just think, oh, all of them have a bunch of MVs, but... Wow, 12. That is something. Yeah, well, um, 
you guys, uh, speaking of CL, um, another thing I wanted to talk about too is um, uh, after the announcement of her making her American uh, debut, um, obviously talk turned to, you know, what are her chances uh, of doing well over here. Um, she recently did a photo shoot with um, singer uh, Rita Ora. Um, I guess best known she's on the song, uh, she does the uh, chorus, the singing on the black song, uh, the song Black Widow with Iggy Azalea. This out currently. Um, Rita Ora's kind of been out for a while, but she hasn't really hit it yet. But um, she and CL did, um, you know, a little uh, thing together, and they actually look pretty cute. And they actually, their styles are pretty similar. Actually, it was kind of interesting. But the other big thing is, you know, how is she gonna do? That's uh, kind of the big factor. Um, they, there is um, something where uh, YG and um, I don't know. I guess he would. I understand what YG was trying to say. Um, I'm trying to look for it where he was talking about <laughs> um, what uh, CL's. Uh, I guess. Uh, Good points are, are I guess his reasoning why he think why he thinks, you know, she's going to do well. Um, but it was it was lost. It was kind of um, it was like uh, why did he? What are you talking about? <laughs> um, I think in general, there's um, been a lot of comparisons, particularly. Um, there's been a little bit um, written about CL or posted on other social media sites that are not geared toward K-pop, um, which I was interested in reading because I always like to see what non-K-pop fans have to say. And there's been a lot made of the fact that, oh, well, you know, first impression for a lot of people is, oh, she's the Asian Iggy Azalea. Um, and for me personally, <laughs> I don't have a problem with Iggy Azalea. I think she's problematic. <laughs> I don't hate her or love her. Um, I understand why she's popular. Fancy is a catchy as hell song. I, you know, I listen to it. I completely understand why it was a song of the summer. Um, but um, at the same token, um, you. You gotta be careful there. Um, I think, I do think that maybe Iggy Azalea's success did kind of maybe spark a, aha, this might be a good time to, you know, push in another uh, non-black female rapper into the mix. And, you know, CL's got, you know, lots of, you know, she's, and I mean, I'll say it myself, CL's got way more charisma, I think. And um, honestly, we have more skills than Iggy does. Um, so um, I think that that did have maybe factor even a little bit in their decision. Um, but yeah, this was yeah uh, CL on her advancement. This was uh, TV report via Nobber. 
first of all, uh, so YG or YG reps. First of all, there are a lot of pros. CL can both sing and rap. More than anything, there's a scarcity of female rappers in the American music scene. Despite CL being from a girl group, she has a tough and powerful image. She also has an Asian face and is capable of infinite transformations. She can speak four languages, English, Japanese, French, Korean, so there are no restrictions to her expressions in both thought and on stage. CL's debut is being made possible by their request, and we hope that people think positively of her attempt instead of the results. CL will be our second advancement in America following Psy. We're all curious as to what kind of reaction the public will give to CL's uniqueness. Um, so I don't know what the transform Transformer stuff is about, but... Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't explain that. Yeah, um, but... Yeah, I... What what are your um, I mean it's as far as we know this is going to happen she's going to um, try and um, you know make it over here she's people are saying she's probably got the the best shot out of anyone right now um, as far as uh, her um, networking her um, you know people that she knows um, her style. Um, you know, she's got the best shot out of pretty much anyone. And if she can't make it, nobody can. <laughs> so, uh, what are your thoughts on that as a blackjack? Um, so, basically, I think there are probably... Let me think about this before I say it. I would say there are probably two people that I would say have any real shot right now um, of making it in America not including Tablo because I think Tablo always could have uh, he would have had to just bring like a movement of Korean rappers with him but I, I think he could have done something because he, he's a real lyricist um, especially now that lyricism is being put on the map but he's, he's kind of old and I think he's set like doing what he's doing in Korea and everything uh, but the two people that I would go to if you were like, we need to we need to get a Korean in the American market this second, who would you pick? I would pick Ailey first, and then I would pick CL. Um, the only reason that I would pick CL second, and the only reason I would put CL on that list is because she has grown to be more than just a, a rapper. Um, yeah. And I think that in this day and age where there is a lot more respect for people who have um, like a real, uh, a real idea of what music should be. You know, um, you have like these rappers who are popularizing not just rapping but also singing, even if they're not great. It's the fact that they can do everything on their own. So when you go watch them perform, they can do all of that stuff. You know, um, I don't like Drake at all, but. I respect the fact that Drake raps and sings, with little quotes here, yeah. <laughs> uh, sings his songs, right? Yeah. You're never going to go to a Drake concert and he's not going to sing his part in um, uh, uh, Hold On, We're Going Home or anything. Like, he's going to do that, right? If you go watch Kendrick Lamar, Kendrick Lamar is going to do all his hooks and all his choruses. Um, most of them don't have singing on them, or if they do, it's him. Um, Chance the Rapper is doing it. Ty Dolla Sign is doing it. It's it's becoming this thing where 
um, you can make a passionate song as a rapper. You can have a song that has a lot of real emotion to it, and you can just do it. Uh, uh, Nicki Minaj, as well, as a perfect example, she has that pills and the potions or whatever. Like you can, you can expand your horizon. And people enjoy seeing these artists who are just known as rappers being more than that. It's about being more than the lane that you are stuck in, right? CL perfectly fits that. 100% right now fits that. Because she went from being just a rapper to a girl who is holding her chops, singing with the other girls of her groups. I'm not saying that she's great, because I don't think she is. I think her voice is very unique and very uh, emotional. But... She doesn't sound awful typically when she sings with those girls. And Bomb is a trained singer, Menzie is a trained singer, and then you have CL, who is clearly, this is new, um, I don't know how long she's been training singing, probably before debut, but it's still clearly new for her to be in this comfort zone, and she's nailing it. I mean, she's doing a lot of stuff that I don't think people thought she would. So, do I think she's going to make it? Realistically? No. I don't think so. Um... I think a better idea, and I'll stick to this forever, would be to take all of To Anyone and go to America and let them do an American version of I Am The Best because that song is charting on iTunes as we speak because of the Microsoft commercial. Like, there's, this is your moment to be like, To Anyone needs to go to America. It's the perfect moment because Korea doesn't want anything to do with bomb. So send them to America. America doesn't care about drugs. We, we don't. It's fine. No big deal. <laughs> It's not even a serious drug. People are going to be like, that's it? Like, and we're going to move on. Who cares? Yeah. We don't care about that stuff. You know, Look at all the rappers that are famous right now, and they all talk about smoking weed and doing lean and all this stuff, right? Yeah. No, we're yeah, cool with it. It's fine. That. This is your moment. If anything, that'll probably give Bomb like some street cred. She'll have like a grill or something. I don't know. Who knows what'll happen? <laughs> um, but that's what they should do, and I will stick to it. I like the idea of CL going and doing her solo thing. That's fine. I think the other thing that she has right now going for her, especially if you watch her fan cams, is she clearly enjoys being sexy. Um, and that is very important in an industry where if you're not sexy, you're not making it. Um, unless you have incredible, incredible, incredible power vocals to carry you. Um, yeah. Show me all the relevant MC, female MCs that, are, that uh, don't have a sexy image. Well, I don't think it's also not just sexy. It's just that she's very aware of her image and how she wants to to present herself. Right, right, um, yeah. yeah. I'm not saying just her being sexy, but her willing to do like the sexy stuff is going to benefit her in the long run. Like um, watching her performances from the All or Nothing concerts and how she has gotten even more comfortable with like her sexy moments during um um mental breakdown is like it's it's crazy for me because I never expected her to be like super sexy and then she does all these like craziness and um, it's it's just a great time so I'm <laughs> like what is, what is going on what has happened to you what has changed um, why are you more confident thank god you're more confident because she used yeah. to get a lot of heat for being ugly and she still gets a lot of heat for being ugly and I don't think she's ugly at all um, no, I mean, she just grew up, she became more comfortable with herself, she experimented with different styles, I mean, and you look at her when she first came out, and she was like 19, and they had her as 
more of a kind of a tomboyish uh, female G-Dragon kind of um, XP and now she's morphed into something that's of her own and right. I, I think that I mean I think that that's definitely to her advantage also right. I also agree a lot with what you were saying of how she's it, it's going to be really important how she's marketed because as far as K-pop is concerned, rapper and you probably know a bit, can chime in quite a bit about this too, Tim, because you, you tend to listen to a lot of Korean um, hip-hop and, and, and rap and some underground stuff. CL is a rapper as far as K-pop is concerned. But for her to come on the scene and um, come on the scene and present herself as an actual rapper, um, as opposed to just you know I'm a pop pop music performer or you know I'm I'm, I'm just you know I'm a pop singer whatever um, right. that that's going to be key and I I. I don't think that they would do this because I, I think Scooter Ron is way smarter than this. Um, but you know, I hope and pray, pray, pray that they're not going to try and hinge too much on that because even with Iggy, I mean, a lot of people have a lot of things to say about her authenticity. But I will say for her is that she spent a lot of time with um, American rapper Ti in his group. Um, she spent several years with them and did mixtapes and and everything, and that was all kind of in a bid to boost her authenticity and you know so you know quote unquote street cred. Um, a lot of people would say that that hasn't worked, but um, you know this still goes a long way with some people to see. Oh well, you know she she does stuff with Ti, she does stuff with you know such and such. You know, you know she's not just you know, right off the street, and you know, also being Asian and um, you know having and filling in that category in the U.S. Um, you know, music industry, um, that's going to set her up for a lot of scrutiny. Um, so, I mean, I don't think there's any reason why CL couldn't continue to do. She couldn't do something like Mental Breakdown in America, but just promoting it, you know, as a song and not necessarily as, oh, she's also a rapper or, you know, trying to kind of, kind of fit her into that mold. Um, I'm trying to see if there's anybody else that would kind of, um, um before, would kind of while you're, while you're kind of looking at that, the, the thing, uh, how, how do I... I say this. I don't know exactly. Um, I guess that the thing with talking about rappers and her being a rapper in the sense that she is an idol, yeah, you know, I, I do agree with that part. Um, at the same time, she's a little more because she actually does have an interest in rapping. She does write. Um, it's not like she's just regurgitating people's lines. Like, I'm sorry, if you don't write and you're a rapper, then you just talk fast. And <laughs> I stick to that forever. You're not a rapper. You talk fast. Um, and maybe that's Iggy Azalea talks fast. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Apparently. Um, but 
and you know, maybe you stay in your lane and that's it, and that's all you want to be, and that's fine. You know, Easy E didn't write his own stuff until he went solo, but all his stuff in NWA and his first solo album was all written for him. So whatever, man. Like people respect him and think he's dope. So you know, <laughs> you could make it. Um, but she does write her own stuff. She wrote her own part for the song with Skrillex and GD. Um, so she has done a full part in English um, because GD is the only one that rapped in Korean on that track, if I remember correctly. So, and her English has gone has grown a lot. I mean, it's only it only feels a little awkward when she speaks it in interviews, but she has improved drastically when singing and rapping. Um, so I think she could do a song like Mental Breakdown if it was written well. The problem is that. Um, some of her raps in English are very corny. Yeah, like the first thing that popped in my head was the baddest, uh, baddest female. That was that was her first one, right? Right. Yeah, that was her right. first solo. And there's like you know, bad, not as in bad, but that's not bad, her, like good, like that that's not her <laughs> line. That's that's a line from another person. That's not her line. So everybody that gives her flack really? for that line, it's not hers. It's a reference to another person who said that. I don't remember who originally said it, but somebody else said it. That's oh, somebody God. else's line. It's not hers. Um, they shouldn't have put it in there regardless. <laughs> regardless. Yeah, I mean, it's oh, kind of cheesy. Um, yeah, that's the only thing is... is um, but And I'm not saying that she doesn't have any talent in that area. Run DMC. Just... Run DMC is who said it first. Not bad meaning bad, but bad meaning good is Run oh, DMC. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. Um... Oh. And it even is, uh, the line is, not bad meaning bad, but bad meaning good, you know. So it's not like she made that line up and thought she was super clever. It is a line that does exist that somebody <laughs> else thought was clever, and she repeated it, you know. Um, yeah. So it, it's thing. worth remembering. That's not her yeah. fault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll give her that. Um, but I think that's the thing is that even though, um, you know, I... I I you know I give her um, credit for for having being able to write and she and she does have some some skill with rapping. Um, my whole thing is just you know how it's presented when she tries to move into the Western market. They're just yeah. they're gonna have to be really really careful with that um, because a lot of people are not going to take her seriously if she tries to go too far one way or the other. Um, and maybe just tries to, I don't know, make herself into something um, unique. Like I said, some people are already kind of stamping the Iggy Azalea thing on her. And I think definitely don't want to move into that, but kind of, kind of her own thing. Um, you know, I was trying to think of the closest thing to that maybe would be like uh, Fergie from the Black Eyed Peas like kind of has her own thing like where she you know she can sing and she kind of talk raps but you know it, it's it's her own it's her own thing she's not really trying to be like any one or the other I don't know I don't know if that's if that's that's a good um, if that's a good comparison but yeah, that's that's my only thing is I think they they need to be very careful. And if Scooter Braun's heading this up, I I would hope that he would have at least <laughs> I mean 
being as successful as he is would have a, a little more sense than to dive into the um, potential like cultural issues that could arise out of this because something like the baddest female would not do that would be that would be the worst possible situation if she came over there and tried to go in that direction um, uh, I think like I said something like mental breakdown and then you know just kind of keeping her own style and tone you know would be good but I don't know. It's something that will be interesting. Um, and I mean, also, I I read this from someone, and this is also true too. It's also the song is important. I mean, I think it's been proven time and time again. Um, if the song is catchy, if people love it, it's it's gonna hit. So that's the important thing. That's that's the song that that's the thing that's gonna be key is her getting something that's going to resonate with the American public, so. Yeah. Um, I think that something like Mental Breakdown is probably her best bet, unless she has something else in the can. I mean, something a little more... Uh, she needs something that's going to pop. Um, right now, like, poppy, clubby type music is really hot still. Mm -hmm. Um... This is part of the reason that Fancy blew up, because you could play that in the club, people will get up to it. Um, it's part of the reason why a bunch of, like, you know, stupid trap music is really popular. Um, <laughs> so she she just needs to... She needs to do something... They need to give her something like that, something that's really gonna um, have some kind of impact. Uh, I think, and I hope that they stay away from it, but I have a feeling that she's gonna have, like, a feature... Um, and unless it's like Rita, I don't think it would make any sense. Yeah. Um, I could see that. If, if she had a feature and it had like Rita on it, okay, you know, I could see that. I could see doing that. But you don't want somebody who is already an established, like she's blown up. Like Rita is still in the process of really blowing up. You could still use her and it wouldn't be a big deal. Um, they also have an existing relationship and have performed together before. Um, so there's that too. Uh, the one thing that I really like, and it's something we haven't touched on, um, but, and it, it's a, it's a very, <laughs> it's like, for me, it's always the elephant in the room when people talk about it, it but the fact that she's Asian is going to be very important. Um, yeah. pretty much if you are not African, uh, or not, I wouldn't say African American, if you're not black, uh, of skin color, you are going to have a hard time being taken seriously in hip-hop, um, even in R&B in some cases, not so much as much anymore, but hip-hop for sure, breaking into that and being a person that is not um, of that descent, of it's just, it's going to be rough, yeah. man. And uh, and then, like I even feel weird wording it. I'm half black, and I still feel weird like even talking about it because it's like I feel like it shouldn't be this way. That's the vibe yeah. I was getting. But yeah. the, the thing is... And this is the thing that's really interesting to me because I think it's going to be where K-pop fans are going to kind of lose sight of what is going to be interesting about CL's come or CL's debut. Oh, the they're going to be ripping it apart. Whether well, no, no, not the not, not the sound or anything oh, like that. Okay. It's not even about the sound. But mm -hmm. um, K-pop fans in general believe that CL is much better off, much better looking, much more striking, blonde. Um, that's typically where people go nuts for CLs when she's blonde and everybody in the K-pop community just like, they just lose it, man. Um, but she's 
she dyed her hair. It looks like she's going to stick to it, and she's going to be a more traditional brunette. And I think that's really important because the American general public, not K-pop fans, not people that are hip to uh, Korean culture or anything, like when they think of Asians, they think of that. Like the style that she is, she's perfect for that mold. And there is a... Um, there is a sense of beauty that you get from matching the mold of the uh, descent that you are, I feel. Like, um, look at how, you know, when you get, like, a very, very beautiful um, dark girl, like, very dark, um, people are, like, stunned by it, right? Like, you see her, and she moves everybody, and she is stunning. But part of it is also that those girls are very much in there, like, they don't they don't feel like they have to be somebody else. You know what I mean? Right. They don't have to cater to your standard of beauty, and that is attractive to people. Um, there are, you know, you always get the, oh, it's only light girls, blah, blah. There are plenty of dark girls that are absolutely stunning, and part of the reason that they're stunning is because they completely and utterly take in the fact that they are, this is what they are, and they're beautiful for it. CL has monolids, like pretty much tiny eyes when she doesn't want them to be giant. Um, she looks very Asian. Like she is very, very Korean when you see her. She's yeah. Asian. You yeah. know, you're never you're not gonna see her walk by and be like, oh no, that's not an Asian. She's going to if she sticks with this brunette style, she is gonna look even more because she looks even more like a regular Asian girl when she has that color hair. So mm -hmm. she's going to just be this beautiful Asian girl that is going to make music and I think that it's better for her because it's going to make her stand out more. Uh, it's one of the things I like about uh, Jaheen uh, Eko or however you say yeah, her name. Yeah. yeah. She doesn't it doesn't she doesn't dress and act or style like what I would feel like a girl like that would um, in, in the music industry. She feels very much so in her like this is what I am. You know? Mm -hmm. And I think it's going to mean a lot for CL to do the same thing. I think that her rocking blonde or whatever is perfectly fine in Korea. Um, but I think it's going to have more impact. It's going to mean a lot more. Um, and I was talking to my girlfriend about this. She's, she was the one that kind of turned me on to the whole idea. But it's going to be more important, I feel. And it's going to work better that she is going to be this Korean who is doing this music, a Korean who speaks English fluently, you know, has all this life experiences in another group, um, you know, has the uh, fan base already because of this group that she's in. People are going to be interested in what she's doing because not only is she going to look very much so Korean if she keeps this hair color and everything and keeps the same kind of styling, but she's mm -hmm. pretty. She's very, very pretty now. So... And that's important. Unfortunately, it's better to be attractive than it is to be ugly, and that's the well, way entertainment you have is. To, yeah, I mean, I think, and also you have to think down to the standards of attractiveness, attractiveness or, I mean, just, you know, people, just from our countries, like, okay, when you think of people who are considered the most beautiful in South Korea, you know, CL is not usually on the list, and, she's you know, she's gotten... Yeah, I mean, she's gotten a lot of crap for her looks, even though there's absolutely nothing wrong with the way she looks. You know, America being what it is, 
you know, obviously we're, <laughs> I mean, despite the fact that we, there's still, I mean, looking at the fact that there's hardly any Asians in music entertainment, but, I mean, people are used to seeing Asians, at least in media, you know, just, you know, in general, just in general. So, I mean, it's not, you know, seeing someone like CL, it's like, you know, oh, you know, it's a pretty Asian girl. You know, they're not trying to hold her up to some sort of standard of what, of Asian beauty, I guess, that, you know, like, oh, she should, you know, have porcelain skin and she should have S, you know, S figure, S line figure and this and this and this. Um, you know, she's going to be judged pretty much by American standards, which is if she, you know, has hot body and, you know, dresses well and she's... Well, you can be... Huh? You can be very skinny and or not very well endowed in America and still be considered beautiful. There's plenty of girls that are very famous oh. actresses currently that are not rocking in the body department that are still seen as incredibly beautiful. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I think especially with music and, and stuff, too, I mean, it's, it's just, you know, if, if you give off that kind of vibe, like you said, with, with CL, she's she's very comfortable with, with, with giving off her sexuality and, and um, being sexual in her songs and on stage, you know, people respond to that, I think, yeah. more so than, you know, it, it being an issue of, of whether or not, you know. I, I also think with the blonde thing, um, I don't think it would be as big a deal if she went blonde if she came here, but I do think, I mean, some people do... You know, when when I've seen cases where Asian people people have seen Asians with dyed hair or color contacts, and um, especially people um, non-Asians or Americans sometimes will be like, "Oh, why are they trying to look, you know, Caucasian?" You know, yeah, they do Western, not understand yeah. it's, it's Western, or you know, not understand it's just them, you know, following trends, you know, just trends, like everyone yeah. else. That's that's more what I'm what I mean, right, is like, mm -hmm. it gives her, I, I like, it's, it's just, I, I don't like using the word, like, it makes her more authentic, because I don't think that's true, but mm -hmm. it's the only thing that I can think of in this scenario, I'm sure there's a better word, and somebody's gonna have it, and I'm gonna be like, yeah, that's actually exactly what I mean, um, <laughs> but it's like, you can't use that, right, you can't, you can't have people come and be like, oh, she's just, she's only gonna make it because she's, uh, appealing to the uh, American standard of beauty and blah 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 and all this stuff, you know. If she can do something big and she doesn't do that, like uh, there's there's plenty of Asian girls that are proof. Um, like Lucy Liu didn't have to conform to the American standard of beauty. Mm -hmm. um, she, she is very much so. Like when you see her, I don't think anybody ever goes, "Oh, she's trying to be a white girl." I've never like I've never felt that way. Anyways, um, she's never given me that vibe. I don't think she gives anybody that vibe, you know. Um, and that's something that's kind of unique because, um, because Americans like we went nuts for Lucy Liu for a minute when she was around and doing a lot of stuff. Everybody thought she was gorgeous and all this stuff, and she never had to look like anything other than what she was. And my girlfriend brought that point up. Like everybody went crazy for Lucy Liu, and it's true. Like everybody really went nuts for her. And she's very much so not an Asian girl who's trying to be, like, you know, everybody says, 
these Asian girls trying to be white girls. She was not that at all. She didn't try to be. She was very, very genuine in who she was as a person. And I think that the next... I think that it would behoove uh, CL to do something like that, where she is just like, this is my culture, this is who I am, but I'm awesome. Like, I'm dope and I'm comfortable in what I'm doing. That's going to be the most important part. She has to feel like she's really good at what she's doing, and she has to feel comfortable in what she's doing. And I think if she has both of those things, then her charisma will shine, and as long as her song isn't garbage, she, she'll do okay. I think, <laughs> I think it's going to be one of those things where she'll perform somewhere she probably shouldn't, and people will see her performance, and that's what's going to put her on if her song is good. I think it'll yeah. be that. Unless she has a super catchy song, and it's just hot fire, and everybody goes crazy. That could happen. Yeah, that could happen, um, too. But, like like you said, CL also has the advantage of being, like, wicked charismatic and having awesome stage presence, um, which, I mean, honestly... I mean, in my opinion, if you look at some American performers um, nowadays, that the ones that are popular, a lot, a lot of them, in my opinion, don't have, you know, as much stage presence as someone like CL has. Yeah, um, it's it's not as big of a deal. I mean, you get like you get the guys like Kendrick Lamar and um, people like that who get really hype. Um, the Ray Shimmer or whatever, the people who did No Flex Zone. Uh, I don't really like that song at all, but those guys and their charisma on stage is ridiculous. Like, you can't go watch them live and not want to jump around and have a good time. So, I mean, there is there is a thing with being charismatic, and I mean, again, you have to have a you you got to have a hook that catches in America. You got to, you got to, and you have to be able to own what you do and be willing to take the heat. I mean, you're going to get a lot of heat. She's going to get a lot of heat. There's going to be a lot of people that have a lot of mean things to say. Um, there's going to be a lot of rude people. She's going to get rude interviews at some point because we love rude interviews. Um, um, she's going to get a hundred times the question of how does it feel to be like a Korean in the American industry and all this stuff. And that's just something you have to deal with. But if she's ready for that, if she can do it, if she can make a song that even dents anything, like if she can make a song that gets noticed, um, I think it'll be really good for her. Um, but I also hope she doesn't get stuck here. I hope they don't overstay her welcome here. Yeah. Um, I hope they see how her song does, and if it doesn't hit, well, then it doesn't hit. Let's move on. Let's do something else. Yeah. Ending on positive note. Yeah. Definitely, and I definitely don't think it uh, spells the end for 21. So, everyone stop saying that. <laughs> um, okay. So... Uh, we've got uh, CL getting ready to come out. Um, was there anything um, else that happened this past week that you might want to bring up, Tim? Um, that I haven't. Man, I feel like there was something. <laughs> trying to think now. I can't think of whatever it is that could have happened. Okay. Yeah, the yeah. main thing that I, I just you know remember was the whole one thing, and I know Epic High was a big deal for you. So, um, I'm also, about that. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <Still frustrating. laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, we've got some people coming back. Um, Bang Tan is um, supposed to be coming back with Hormone War. Uh, Mama Moose set to make a comeback at some point Thank God. soon. I'm excited for yes. that. 
Mamu, come back. Mamu forever. <laughs> yeah, they've, they've and taken... We need to we need to start fighting TS Entertainment to change their group's name because it's way too close to Mamu Moon. Yes, I go. was like, how? I was like, don't they realize that their group is like Somamu or something? Sonamu? I mean, there's Sonamu, only... Sonamu, yeah. Spine yeah, Tree in Korean different. or something? Yeah, I was like... Get out. Yes. Go home. <laughs> Be Pine Tree. Get out. <laughs> I was like, don't they realize... Oh. Oh my goodness, but Mama Moo, the queens, they're going to be back soon. So I am excited to see what they do. They're also talking charisma. They are a girl, girl group with a lot of charisma. Yep. Um, love them. Love them. Uh, so, with that being said. Oh, Nicole's going to debut um, oh, yes. in November. There you go. Yeah. With Nicole's debut. That's I, I don't have anything to say about it because I don't know yet if it's even going to hit. Um, but. Nicole debut. Good luck. Yeah, she's going to be with Sweet Come back Tune. with something sexy or don't mess this up. <laughs> she's going to be with Sweet Tune. Um, I heard something about she might do something with... Um, uh, mm, Lee Shuri, possibly. Um, since oh my that, god, that would, that's where she needs to be. Yeah, I mean, since that's supposed to be her like concept going forward is to kind of be the, the new you know, Lee Hyori coming up. So that's also her like idol. So it would it would be really cool for for some on so many levels for her to do that. It would, it would be really cool. Or something with somebody from Spica. Uh, the only issue I feel like with the Spica thing is that there's so much better like there's so much better vocalist than she is. It's it's gonna be bad. <laughs> yeah, so. I mean I I don't know. Lee Hyori and um Hyana are not exactly known for their vocals, so I think, you know, Nicole can make this work. It just depends on um, what kind of, what they decide to do with her music and um, concept. She needs, so, a, she needs a very, very catchy song. She needs to embrace the fact that she has a very, very natural gift for being sexy. Um, I think people underestimate how difficult it is to not look like you're overdoing it when you're sexy, and I don't yeah. ever feel that way with Nicole. Um, yeah. I feel like she looks very, very comfortable in what she's doing. Yeah. Um, I feel like her sex appeal comes very naturally, and that's something that, like, if you got it, embrace it. I mean, I, I can't, I don't know, for me, it's just like, if you can be sexy, then be sexy and enjoy it, you know? There's a lot of people who can't do that. It's the same with people who are naturally very cute. If you can be cute, and you can make a career out of being cute, go do it. Do it. Enjoy <laughs> it. If that's what you're good at, and you don't mind doing it, and you're comfortable doing it, go do it. Don't. Who cares what everybody says Girl about Girls Harry, I mean... Go and and get that money. She likes she likes to be sexy too. She's a she's a weird one. Yeah. But I mean, like um um like I guess you could consider a pink in general. Like they look comfortable doing what they do. So go out and get your money. Like who cares? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But they also a few of them are comfortable doing sexy concepts too. So I yeah. don't know. They would have to make like a unit for it or something. I don't know. I think that making a subunit of like a pink that was sexy would kill the, like, A-Pink thing. That's a weird one, too. I don't know why I brought that one up. Just ignore me. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Everyone thinks they're going to kind of follow Ghost Generation's kind of trajectory, but I don't know. I don't know. They seem a little bit more locked in their box. It'll be interesting to see. I think if they were going to follow Girls' Generation's trajectory, they should have had, like, a really, really big, crazy hit by now. True. True. They, they haven't had, like, a huge hit, but they've been doing well. Because SSD had G by now. 
And the thing, th- this is this is my issue with people like, oh, it's going to be this person who follows in girls' generations, like footsteps or whatever, and is the next one. Um, there is a crown to be got, I feel, um, after the armor was chinked in SNSD. Not to say that they're going to fall off, but I think there is a crown to get uh, now. The issue is you have to make the next G to get that crown. And until yeah. you do that, SNSD is going to reign supreme forever because you need the next G. The The reason that SNSD is where SNSD is is because they took one giant hit and they literally catapulted themselves into victory. Like, you have to do that. You have to have that song that completely and utterly sweeps everything. The only song I can think of that swept, that swept up, like, Korea in such a fever was, funny enough, uh, Crayon Pop song, Bar Bar. That's, like, the last one that was, like, Everywhere you could not yeah. escape that song. Everybody was doing it. It was just and huge. even with that, that hasn't really made Crayon Pop like top More tier girl groups. Yeah, yeah, not at all. So I mean, they they didn't catapult off of it, and they also kind of did it with like a funny concept. Like G didn't really do that. G was like, oh, look at all these pretty girls doing this song like robots. Like it's very yeah. different, right? The it way they cemented it cemented them as as a girl group. In that right. industry, and then they kind of rode the wave off of that. They had Genie, and then they had, which also did crazy well. Well, really well, and um, uh, I don't need, I don't know my Ghost Generation. Um, I don't either. Don't worry about it. Very well, but <laughs> but I mean, you know, they had Hoot and Run Devil Run, and and well, all Run Devil that. Run didn't do good, but yeah. Well, yeah, Run not, Devil Run not and, as uh, good, but yeah. Yeah. So it's like that's that's the thing though, right? Like mm-hmm. I refuse to believe we will ever like people are jumping the gun like who's gonna be the next girls' generation? None of the groups right now, currently, in my opinion, none of them. Not a single yeah. one. Sorry, deal with it. Not even two in one deal. Sorry, sucks. <laughs> I don't. Two in one, I guess, is the closest you could give them the like they could wear it for a little while, I guess. None of these groups right now because nobody has made that hit yet. It's gonna be the group that makes that hit and realizes they have it. That they took this hit and they they can be like we could be the next girls' generation. I will be surprised if it's not SM, to be honest. Just because of the the way people follow SM, like if happy if uh not happiness, sorry, if Red Velvet is a subgroup of some other big group, um, I wouldn't be surprised if it was just another SM group that took the crown. And I mean, maybe that's just the way it's supposed to be. I don't know. Yeah, Un- unless the Ilgen Squad. You know, yeah, unless it off something. comes out and has some masterpiece. But then again, you have YG, and apparently YG doesn't know how to manage anybody, so it won't matter. <laughs> okay. All right, well, ending on a positive note, ending on a negative note for YG. But, um, <laughs> um, with that said, um, yeah, uh, Halloween is coming up. Um, got some interesting things uh, planned uh, for next week's show that Tim doesn't know about. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you'll learn about it soon. Um, but yes, Halloween coming up soon for those of you um, who celebrated or have kids that celebrated. I don't know. Tim, do you go trick or treating? Yes, I will be going trick or treating. Apparently, my son wants to be a vampire, fireman, ballerina, so that'll be interesting. Wow, okay. I don't mind. I just don't know how to make that costume. <laughs> that's, the, that's the struggle I'm having. I'm like, that's, awesome. that's awesome. That's like, that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how we're going to do it. I mean, I guess he's going to get like a like a tutu and then like 
a fireman's hat and yeah, fangs. Just, yeah, it's gonna be like a fireman's costume and then put him in a tutu and then get him some fangs. Yeah, I'm supposed to match him, so I'm really excited. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. Okay. Oh, be a good time. I'm more know. interested to see how you'll match him. Than, okay. I'll do my best to be an awesome fireman ballerina vampire <laughs> I think he try I think he changed his mind to zombie so I'm hoping for that zombie zombie ballerina fireman would be way easier oh yeah so that, that uh, yeah it's put zombie in anything and you can pretty much pull that off yeah that's definitely the best one I've heard so far most of the ones I've heard people their kids just want to go is someone from frozen and then of course all the frozen stuff is sold out so yeah it, you know they have to you know go with Cinderella or something. Your kid throws a fit. Um, but, yes, we've got the American uh, commercial holiday of Halloween coming up. Um, and we will be kind of having our own celebration here on Not Your Average Netizens next, next week. Um, so stay tuned for that. As usual, um, you can find us on SoundCloud, uh, Not Your Average Netizens. Uh, you can find us on iTunes. Um, if uh, you uh, listen to us on iTunes, uh, please take some time to uh, leave some commentary or uh, rate us. Um, give us a rating um, and kind of uh, boost us up a little bit. And uh, also we have our Tumblr which has been um, taken over by the lovely Shannon as of late. So if you want to see some interesting stuff uh, that uh, may or may not blow your mind, I want to go by the Tumblr. Uh, Twitter, um, NYA Netizens. I don't know why I can't say this. Um, NYA Netizens um, at Twitter. Um, all of our... Um, Whenever we have a, a podcast come out, we will post it there. It'll usually be there first. Um, you can also find us on uh, Alona sometimes. Most of the time we'll post uh, our next episodes on there. Sometimes. Most of the time we do post our um, episodes on there. Um, yes, yes, I will get off of my ass and, <laughs> and post um, very soon also. Um, Probably before this episode comes out, you guys will see. Um, speaking of FX being the redheaded uh, stepchild, um, uh, uh, Shannon and Anna did a uh, little mini podcast on basically their why life sucks to be why their life sucks as an FX fan. Um, was this so, before or after Sully ran away? This after. was after. This okay. is this okay. is after. So yeah, so I mean yeah, Shannon's still in, in the her grieving period, I think, on that. So um that will be out. Um probably you'll probably already be up by the time this is um this is up. But yes, if you are a fan of K pop's biggest redhead stepchild, definitely give support to um that podcast. Um you know, maybe we can force um, at least force SS, SM to give them like a fan club name for God's sakes. Um, <laughs> oh, that's so sad. Um, also, uh, you and Kiara did a podcast on roommates, um, which uh, you guys have been giving a lot of praise to. Second season that's been out 
Um, I don't know what episode they're currently on. Four. Four. Fourth okay. Episode. Okay. So um, what yeah. I'm gonna watch after this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'll be ready yeah, by so, the weekend. So, <laughs> so if you haven't seen uh, Roommates, um, definitely take a listen to their podcast and see what they have to say. Check out some clips. Um, it's supposed to be a good show. Um, is that yes. up already? Did you post that? No, I said I was going to get off oh. my ass and post uh, it. <laughs> like right gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so it will be up like most likely before this um, this one is this podcast is. But um, yes, so um, make sure to listen to that. Um, so you'll have lots of things to listen to, uh, lots of good um, not, not your average nuts and stuff for this week. Um, I am not going. I'm going away for a wedding this weekend, so there will be lots of nice little um, goodies to tide you over until our Halloween episode. Um, and we'll probably, and just for the record, we'll probably do another roommates uh, episode this weekend. I would think. Um, okay. So we're okay. we're going to try to keep up with it. Um, I'm thinking maybe like every two episodes or something, make it easy. Uh, okay. We'll see. Well, then I'll, I'll definitely try to make sure to get those um, posted up more in sync with each other since if we're good right now we haven't even we we haven't flushed it out i gotta talk to her and we'll figure it out but i do want to do something for the roommates for people who uh don't have the time to like sit there and watch it i'm going to try to make it shorter and i'll just hit like actual points and we can tell people about it because i know there's people who just don't have the time to sit there and watch all of it or aren't interested in seeing all of it so at least they have an idea of like is this episode worth watching um and all of them are worth watching Currently, that okay. I've seen all of them. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay, all right. So yeah, that's what you've got to look forward to. Um, and yeah, everyone, just um, thank you so much, everyone who continues to listen and support this podcast. Um, I have I've been tired lately, and you know, with regular life stuff. But um, I really do enjoy um, you know being able to talk with others and, you know, be able to give my opinion on K-pop and read other people's opinion on it as well. So, um, again, thank you to everybody who um, is, you know, giving us hits, giving us listens, and um, wants to hear more. Um, so, yeah, hit us up on Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook. Um, oh, Last but not least, Gmail, notyouraveragenezins at gmail.com. Um, if you want to send us an email, first person who does, automatically will get read on air. Um, <laughs> just a warning. Uh, so, yeah. Well, not warning. I, I would consider that a good thing because um, we're really, we'll be excited to get some mail from, from anyone. So, yeah, if you that have just any... so sad. Please talk to us. Yes, even if it's just like a, a three-page rant on like just um, how horrible, how sexist we are, how horrible we are, whatever, we'll read it. Um, we will definitely read it on air. So um, if you've uh, if you have something important to say and don't want to say it on air yourself. Send, send it in us, and we'll definitely read it. Um, so I think that is it. Um, unless anything else for you, Tim? Tim? 
No, I couldn't uh, find anything. I'm sure after this podcast, I'll find it and be like, oh man, this is what I want to talk about. But uh, oh, I can't okay. So. Well, feel free to uh, post anything on our Twitter or anything if you like. Um, but uh, yes, um, if that's it, then thanks you guys for joining us this week. I'll see you all um, next week for our Halloween episode. And, yeah, see you guys later. See ya. Bye.